After being deployed to Africa in 2015, my client Anitra developed chronic constipation. Before working with me, Anitra had tried over 10 different solutions to her constipation. Despite all this, she had no urge to go and was stuck on the merry-go-round of doctor appointments. Does this sound like you? The good news is that after trying all this for six years, Anitra's constipation completely stopped after just one month of working with me. What changed and what was going on that the doctors missed? If you feel like you've tried everything and the kitchen sink when it comes to your constipation, then this episode is for you. Welcome to the Better Belly Podcast, where we find freedom from food restrictions, we increase energy in our lives, and we begin to feel more healthy and vibrant than ever by finding the root causes of our health problems. My name is Allison Jordan. I'm a marathon runner, functional medicine, health coach, certified craniosacral therapist, gut health nerd, lover of Jesus, and owner of Better Belly Therapies, a clinic based in Ann Arbor, Michigan, that works with both virtual and local clients to help them achieve the best health of their life. I am here to walk with you on your journey to a better belly and a better life. We're going to go beyond popping a probiotic and just checking out our poop. In this show, we are going to go deep into gut transformation strategies that last for your entire life. If you are ready to feel your best, get ready to roll. You are in the right place. And just as a reminder, this information is not meant to diagnose, manage, or treat disease. Always consult with your own health practitioner before you make any changes to your health. All right, guys. Well, I am so excited to have onto the podcast today one of my former clients, Anitra. Anitra finished working with me right as I was heading into maternity leave in June, and I wasn't able to catch her podcast testimonial. And now we are today. And so it's now several months later, and I'm really excited for us to be able to talk with Anitra because I literally haven't even talked to her since going on maternity leave and just here both what happened in her six months of working with me in the foundations program, but also what's happened since what's been going on. Has her health stayed the same Were it better, worse? What all the things we want to know, did you improve? So Anitra, thank you so much for coming on to the better belly podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome, Nietzsche. So before we get started, one thing I would love to do is could you share with the audience a little bit about yourself? I'm thinking, you know, what you do for a living, um, your training background. I think that's it's always interesting in general, but it's particularly interesting as we are talking about this conversation in health. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I am Anitra. I am a registered nurse. I've been a nurse for over 25 years. I'm also active duty. Um, I went into the service right after 9-11. So um, that's about it. I have a 17-year-old son. Um, I'm recently relocated from up north to down south, so adjusting to that. But um, all is good. All is good. I love it. And Anitra, tell me, when you first came to Better Belly Therapies, what was going on in your health? What were those symptoms that, that drove you to say, let me get some support? 
I was, so that was 2022 and 21. So probably in 2015, I was deployed for several months and in Africa. So I wasn't eating my normal self. Um, and from 2015 up until I found you on either Instagram or um, a podcast I was listening to, I was just suffering with my GI system. Um, it didn't matter what I tried, what I ate, what I removed. It was always problems and came across you. And I said, you know what? What else could go? You know, it can only get better. It can't get worse than where I am. So I am so thankful that I reached out to you and that I heard you that day. And I was actually in the drive through of a fast food burger spot when I was listening to you and said, you know what? I'm going to eat this last burger and I'm going to give her a call. <laughs> I do. I, I always learn the funniest things on these podcast testimonials. I don't think you ever told me that. <laughs> That's great. Um, and I mean, other than the this fast food you know, that you were eating when you came to me, what I remember hearing was, Hey, we got this lady who's a nurse. She's committed to her health. She understands basic health principles. She's in the military. She's being forced to exercise <laughs> at least maybe a little sleep deprived, but you know, you, you got some get up and go, you got some willpower. You could, if you, if, if it was just a matter of you doing the right things, you'd probably feel okay. And, you know, and, and it was kind of a matter of when, when we were talking, deciding, should we be working together? It was like, look, you're trying way too hard to not get the results that you want. Do you remember, I have here your um, top five symptoms that you had written down, which is something mm -hmm. I ask all our clients. Do you remember what your top five things were? Um, I'm going to say constipation. Yep. Um, brain fog, maybe. Uh-huh. Um, no sleep. Uh-huh. Halitosis. And I don't know what the, the fifth one would have been. You had, you put cravings. Oh yes. Cravings, sugar. Yes. <laughs> yes. So it's such a common symptom. And again, you're, you're, you know, military lady waking up early. I mean, you guys, you should see, I, I told Anitra when we got on this call, I'm like, I wish this was a video recording just because she looks so good. She's got her life together and it's like, okay, you got sugar cravings and they're just ridiculous. And so I said, okay, there's a lot going on in your GI and your gut that conventional doctors aren't going to find what's going on. Your nursing background isn't going to give you tips on what to do about it. And we need to go and find the hidden causes of what's going on. And just, um, I'll, let, I'll read off to you here. Your constipation, you rated a 10 out of 10 in severity, halitosis, mm -hmm. uh, bad breath, 10 out of 10 in severity, inadequacy, foggy brain and cravings were five out of 10 severity. And I think you might've been one of my clients. You said when, when things improved that you, I think you went back and thought that those five out of tens were a little low. You might yes. have said, oh, it was, it was actually, <laughs> I actually, it was actually worse than that, but I was just so used to it being a norm. <laughs> right. It was the norm. So with those five symptoms, and actually I would love to zero in on constipation a little bit. Um, constipation is really common with people we work with. Can you remember what were some of the things you had tried to alleviate your constipation prior to working with us? Absolutely. Um, first, again, I went to the military base to let the doctor know I was constipated. Um, so they give me all these medications um, and every medication that I took, I had the side effects that were listed and then some, so I wouldn't take the, the medications. So then it was take Miralax. We'll take Miralax 
two caps a day, three caps a day. I was like, if the bottle says one, one cap a day, why am I taking these unknown amount of caps a day? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I did acupuncture. I did colonics. I did um, enemas. I did, um, you know, drinking my gallon of water a day, increasing my fiber. Um, I was committed to resolving the issue. It wasn't me being in the fast food line was not my typical. It was just one of those days. But I'm typically, I'm very fit. I am not overweight by any means. My lifestyle is pretty, pretty consistent and pretty healthy. So, but constipation has been an ongoing issue. So they did a colonoscopy, they did an EGD. Of course, nothing was there, but I knew that. And the colonics will help, but even the people that would do the colonics would say, wow, you have a lot of stool in here and you don't have the urge to go. So that was one of my greatest concerns. You know, I try not to nurse myself, but to know that we all should, we eat and we should have a bowel movement that I was eating healthy meals and not having that end result and not just not having it every day, not having it in a week. I just was not going at all. Yeah. I mean, big, big red signs that say something deeper is going on. I mean, you have listed so many things. That was a great job listing everything. I mean, you tried a lot and those are, that's a, that's an honorable way to try things. And if you haven't solved stuff, there's something deeper going on. So Moving on, do you remember, we did several tests. We did hair tissue mineral analysis where we were looking at your mineral status in your body. We did a stool test to look at pathogens that doctors typically don't look for. Mm -hmm. We did blood work. Do you remember what we found on some of those things and how they link to your constipation? I remember everything being out of whack, <laughs> <You're> <laughs> like nothing things within normal limits. <laughs> right. But the surprising part for me were the minerals and things that you tested that are typically tested in our blood work when we have a physical with our provider. Right. And of course, my annual physicals were normal. You know, my sodium's normal, my calcium's normal, everything's normal. However, when we looked at the scale that you use and the process that you use for testing, there were some abnormalities. Um, but what I liked most is you explained it to me. So I thoroughly understood what it was. Um, I didn't question or there was no uncertainty on, well, I had a sodium tested. So why is your sodium different? You provided clear understanding and a way forward. And um, that is what what I remember most about um, that. I remember we talked about the hormones, but I don't remember the the numbers of them, but some things were kind of teetering to being abnormal. So we had discussions about that, knowing that it if I kept on what I was doing, eventually it was going to be out of range and, and have an abnormal number. Yeah. Yeah. Are you okay if I, well, actually let, before I talk about what I have here, cause, cause I always pull up these labs to relook at them, but I, I just love like people's takeaways, because that's clearly like what's what impacts you the most or what's meaningful of like why it's different than either doing this DIY, even if you have the same information, being confused by what it means. I mean, let's sit on the difference between uh, minerals in your hair versus minerals in your blood. Mm -hmm. And I've talked about this in other podcast episodes, but when you have minerals in your blood, your body works really hard to maintain homeostasis in your blood. I mean, it's going everywhere. And so 
your blood might still get a high or low marker in it, especially if we're thinking calcium, potassium, sodium, but it's usually, it's, it's going to be very different than what's in your hair. What's in your hair is often a combination of a couple scenarios. One, you're losing that mineral. So say you are eating plenty of calcium, but you can't integrate it into your body. It's going to come out in the hair really high levels. And it actually might still be relatively normal or it might even be low on your blood work. So it's going to look different. And we're going to think differently about that calcium. Uh, If you have same with magnesium or sodium or potassium, which those are the first four minerals we're going to care about. And if you don't have good levels of those first four minerals, and we're thinking about on the HTMA, not blood work, because again, blood work is, again, it's it's not the best reflection because your body's working so hard to maintain those levels. But if you don't have good mineral levels in your hair tissue, one of the things that can happen is you don't have good muscular contraction, and that can affect your smooth muscle, which I think was one of the things that was going on in your in your digestive tract. So it's, you know, blood that you, or calcium that you might be leaching, same with magnesium, sodium, and potassium. It also might be the fact that your body is burning through it really fast. So you're eating it, uh, whether it's supplement or dietarily in food, and then maybe you're just using a bunch of it because of other things going on in your body or outside of your body. So you just need to take more. Um, and then it also might be low, which means you're depleted. And it's so different than blood work. Um, I feel like I probably did a better job when I shared it with you. <laughs> or it's better when you can get like your specific levels. And I can say when these, this one's high, this one's low, this one's mm-hmm. such and such. And here's how it correlates to your symptoms. It's totally different. And we can still correlate it to blood work too, which is the other cool thing. But um, yeah, it's going to be different than the blood work we you see over and over again. Some other things you had going on and um, I'm, this is going to be key. Okay. If I jump yes. into your GI map, mm-hmm. sweet. So this was key for you, but it's key for a lot of people is that you had H pylori. And if people have been listening to this podcast for a while, H pylori decreases stomach acid levels. And then when your stomach acid levels are down, you don't absorb, uh, you don't break down protein as well. You're going to get a lot more bloating, slower transit of food in the gut because your when it hits the small and large intestine, it hasn't been digested properly by stomach acid and then possibly also by bile and pancreatic enzymes, which just makes the situation worse. So you had H. pylori, which is something we dealt with, and then we bumped your stomach acid levels up after getting rid of H. pylori. You don't want to supplement with 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 hydrochloric acid, stomach acid until H. pylori is gone. Otherwise you'll feel way worse. And remind me, did you have any acid reflux symptoms? No, I did not. Okay. Common with H. pylori, not, not like for sure going to happen, but common. And you did have an overgrowth of bacteria in your gut, not like SIBO, but you just had a general overgrowth of bacteria in the colon. And so basically things were just overeating in your gut. And then you were slowing motility down, didn't have the minerals to get that that natural smooth muscle motion in the gut to get motility and move food along. And you didn't have good, I mean, it was just kind of like down, down, down from there. Mm-hmm. So those three things on their own, H. pylori, low stomach acid and minerals would already set you up for constipation that you could not alleviate with everything you had already tried. Absolutely. So do you remember 
and I'm going to look up in my notes. I'm scrolling here. A lot of notes. Um, I'm going to see if I can find it. But do you remember how quickly you felt like you noticed a difference, particularly in your constipation? That is after you started the protocol I created for you. It, it was rather quickly. Okay. It, it was rather quickly that I, I started going every day and it was like, like a celebration, you know, some people <laughs> go after every meal, but for someone who sometimes only goes once a week, knowing that you need to go, knowing that the stool is in there, it's like, okay, this is working. You know, this is step one. And knowing that could only get better from there. Yeah. So I think if I'm reading my notes correctly, that we started the protocol in November around November 15th, like mid-November. And the next time I saw you was December 8th. And you rated your constipation down to a four out of 10. Mm -hmm. And that, and that must, that actually might've been, it might've been a little bit later. I'm looking here, you know, you actually said you were going every day. <laughs> like <laughs> that's a huge difference, right? Yes. Um, the quality of the, of the stool, the formation of it was still suggesting a little bit of dehydration and constipation, but you're like, I don't care. Um, so yeah, that is, and, and, and we only saw each other in month increments. So it might've been faster than that, right. but right. within that month increment, that was all done. So there's that answer. And I, Oh, go ahead. No, I said, absolutely. Like that was, that was great. That was the highlight, you know, to, Again, you, you question sometimes, is this going to work? Because nothing else has worked. So I felt really good and really encouraged from things starting off and me following the regimen and seeing results that early. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty common in people who work with us is seeing that much change, usually in three to seven days, and then even more change in seven to 14, and even more change in the first month, and then really, really good change in three months. And then we're, we're on to new things after that three month mark. Um, and it's not that that wasn't your only symptom that improved, but I remember that being like the highlight <laughs> to me is like anitra constipation, everything else, you know, once you're pooping, you're able to detox better. You're going to be able to, that foggy brain should go down. Do you remember when your cravings reduced or changed? That was rather quickly too, because, um, I wasn't looking for something sweet after every meal because typically that's, that's what I was doing. Um, that was probably maybe a week or two, if that. Yeah. Um, I have here in my notes on December 8th. So that same month period, your cravings, you rated from a five to a zero. So there mm -hmm. was zero on that day or um, had been zero for a little while. Um, and then you also rated your foggy. I actually don't have a number for foggy headed. I just have the word so focused. <laughs> I think that's probably what I said that I was just so focused. I was able to, you know, get up, get through work without so many distractions. I was able to go to the store with the grocery list, not leave to go to the grocery store without the grocery list. So I had clarity. I, I was able to process, able to think and it also decreases, um, like your irritability, because you get kind of irritated when when you're foggy. So that irritability was gone as well. Right, which is important was important to you. A, like I think you specifically mentioned uh, meetings that you were having via Zoom for the military, and you're just like, mm -hmm. I'd have you just wanted to know that you could be there and be present and not be able to think clearly for your job. I think you even mentioned like your attitude with your son and, and irritability and that. Mm -hmm. Like, look, you're a mom and you're you're killing it, but also you don't want to like, 
you're also working a job and doing all these other things. You want right. to be able to give him the attitude you want to give him. Um, and so we took away, we didn't take away your job. We didn't take away, you know, other stressors, your early morning wake-ups, but we did take away that constipation and difficulty detoxing and replaced it with nutrients and vitality. Mm-hmm. I have another question here uh, to ask you. Were you at all scared to begin working with me? And if yes, what was the most nerve wracking thing about it? No, no, no fear at all. It was, is this going to work? Because when I was up north, I had a um, holistic provider that I would see. And in my mind, since I wasn't there anymore, I was saying, I want to see if what Allison tells me aligns with the same things I was experiencing back then. And they were, but you gave me so much more information. But, you know, I knew about some of the deficiencies and with this deficiencies, certain things aren't absorbed because most of our minerals have, they connect. If one is out of whack, then you can give yourself as much calcium as you want. Your body's not going to absorb it. So that was one thing. Um, Specifically, I'll add in, you were, you had, and we didn't test this, but a lot of times when there's really high calcium in the HTMA, mm-hmm. again, which is going to be different than blood work, you're going to have a, a need for vitamin K. Yep. And so I get, we worked with a really high quality supplement called MK7, and that helped your body reabsorb the calcium. So we didn't actually, we, we don't, we didn't, ex, we explicitly, you don't want to add more calcium to someone's diet when their calcium's high like that, because it likely means they're leaching it from their bones and teeth. And you just want to put it back in. That's all. That's all you have to do, which is a super different approach to people compared to like, not that you had osteoporosis, but that's pretty much what people do. Oh, you have osteoporosis, take calcium. There's no guarantee you're absorbing that calcium unless you have high enough stomach acid to break calcium from the, from the, from the food matrix. And unless you have uh, vitamin K, high enough vitamin K levels to shuffle it, shuttle it into your bone and teeth. So that's just, that's what you're alluding to of of, of if if things aren't right, but no, continue. This is actually don't, I don't think we talked too much about your holistic provider. Yes. And, you know, it was from the hormone imbalance. He spoke about that. He spoke about the sleep. Um, I was taking vitamin K for, for him. He also provided that because he mentioned the same thing and actually told me to stop eating so many calcium rich foods because I was not absorbing it. Um, so definitely no fear. It was more or less at the point of, okay, I'm going to give something else a try. And my health is my wealth. So I'm going to invest in whatever it is to keep me healthy. I have a teenage son. And yes, I'm I'm older, but it's, I still have a lot of life in me. So I don't want to feel ill because if I'm, if my gut is not doing what it's supposed to do, that is how I'm going to start getting sick. And, And I don't, I don't want that. Do you remember if your holistic provider did any gut testing? So like pathogens, you know? Okay. Mm-hmm. You're because not- when I came back from Africa, that's how I found out all the parasites that I had. Okay. That's what started that that journey with him. Okay. And we didn't find any parasites on our testing that we did. So it's possible that he got rid of that thing and maybe mm-hmm. didn't find H. pylori. Every test is different or sometimes maybe he didn't test for it. I mean, I, I, just listening, I'm like, these are some basic good things. Like Absolutely. it just wasn't, it wasn't the the little puzzle pieces. And, and that can, the puzzle pieces can take a lot of time. Um, I don't, 
I actually feel positive about any holistic provider, but I'm curious, do you remember how long your sessions with this provider were on general? He would a lot an hour, but if more time was needed, more time was needed. Um, That's great. Okay. I think I complained about, I don't know, I complained about something one day and it kind of let us down the pesticide and um, herbicide. Yes. In the uh, metals. It led us down that. I think it may have been my shoulder or my knee. Something was bothering me. And he started doing some additional tests and it revealed those things. And so, you know, just, I, I feel now, not I feel, I know knowledge is power. So for me, the more information that I know, especially being a nurse, um, and I tell people all the time, if you have a nurse who is open and willing to go a holistic route, you know, you, you may want to, take heed to what he or she is saying, because we already know what it looks like and what we can provide you in the hospital setting. And I'm not negating that, but I went through every possible test, everything you can imagine, and was still very miserable and was not getting any results. Oh, that's great. And I mean, just hearing, I'm really glad that sometimes I find that holistic providers, sometimes the missing piece is that they still aren't giving you very much time. So they don't have as much time to like think through your stuff. So he was, he or she was giving you a lot of time. Um, and maybe it was just another person's eyes on, on your health and getting, getting that other view. We always can benefit from, from, we can have providers for certain seasons and certain reasons. Mm -hmm. And so, um, that's just super interesting, even for me to think about. And hopefully for our listeners, as they're thinking about people they've worked with, Absolutely. you know, have they worked with conventional medicine and, and also alternative medicine? And, and just because you've tried the alternative stuff doesn't mean you've done everything. Exactly. Exactly. And being that I relocated, I didn't know any alternative medicine providers in the state where I am now. So listening to podcasts for whatever I was just listening to, I was listening to people about sugar, about gut. I was just trying to figure out any way in, I, you know, heard your podcast and my son said, how many times are you going to listen to this Allison lady? I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to keep listening. And I probably listened to like 10 podcasts. <laughs> I love it. Yes. And that's what the podcasts are for. Cause you just, you want to understand how someone thinks, especially mm -hmm. when you've already like, you've done so many stuff. Most of the people who work with us at Better Belly Therapies, they've done everything. So that's why this podcast exists. But Aside from the fact that you're on it now, would you have ever thought you were going to be on this podcast? No, <laughs> never. And, and I was, it was great listening to everyone's story because all of our journeys are different, you know, and we all have a different reason for coming to you. However, you're able to assist each and every one of us along our journey because you take that time and you provide that individualized care and approach. Um, you're available. You know, if I have an email, if I have a question, I send an email, I get an answer from you or your assistant. So it was always, always beneficial. And I never second guessed my reasoning um, for investing in myself. That's so good. Well, Anitra, what, what has been the most surprising part of your health journey through your work with us? The most surprising part was so when you you told me what I could not do anymore. So in my mind, I like for you to tell me what I can do. When you tell me what I can't do, it's like I made a list with a red pen and a green pen. Like this red list is longer than the green list. Like I can't eat anything, but committing to it. So following the regimen, following the protocols um, as best as I could, because none of us are perfect. It were plenty of times that I was beating myself up and you're like, just get back on it. 
Um, you have a lot going on. But to this day, when I eat something that I know I should not have, oh, my body lets me know. So that's been the most rewarding because that's long-term because I'm not always taking the supplements. I'm not always getting a test. But if I go to eat whatever it is, I think I had I had something I shouldn't have had the other day. I can and- show you your list here. I'm, I'm curious if it's on your list. And, and, and for people, just so people know, the, the testing that we did, at least the intent is that it's not forever, like food restrictions that last forever. But you might find that some foods from that list you don't get to re re-implement and I can, I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm trying to find a button, but here, soybean and almond cherry mm-hmm. were, was red for you. Uh, you had a bunch um, of salmon, date, uh-huh. maple. Um, and then I had the other list, the salicylate list. So it was a lot of things. Yes. So salicylic acid is oh, not, so. yeah, it's not a fun thing to show up on your MRT test. Uh, and that's a bit of a pain. Are you still, you're, are you still off of all those foods or have you been able to integrate some of them again? Most of them I have not. I have yet to have salmon again. Um, I may have had it twice in the year. Did you feel poorly after it? I did. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that's the big thing. And the reason, so and here's the here's the thing. Before you do all this, one of the reasons we like to do food testing and all this, and then we might ask you to go take maybe lots or several foods out of your diet, is they are likely causing inflammation that is impeding you from healing. But if you can get yourself to heal that leaky gut, you might be able to eat some of those foods again. But here's the other thing: you will more clearly understand and actually get symptoms from that. Cause like if you're, if your baseline is, I just feel bad all the time, 10 mm-hmm. out of 10 constipation, you're not going to notice when you eat salmon that you don't feel as good. Like it's just your norm. So it's not going to kick you, but if you're feeling great and then you eat something that doesn't agree with you, you actually have margin for that to drop down you to feel worse and notice it. So, um, I mean, in this, in my mind, it's a win, even though it's sad, you don't get to eat salmon, but uh, it's a win that you feel good. Yes, absolutely. And there's so many other fishes out there. So that's not a big deal for me. I'm still okay. There are I mean, m- many fish in the ocean. Is that what yeah. you're <laughs> many fish in the sea? <laughs> that's what you're saying. Okay. That's, that's our yes. takeaway from today's podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there are always more fish in the sea. I mean, there, there are, right. You know, I eat grain-free. I, you don't have to eat grain-free. That's not, that's not Anitra's need. That's Allison's need. I eat many other fish in the sea that are other non-grains. Now we're just confusing people. Yes. No. That's okay. That's okay. And so, the, the gluten mm. for me. And I remember you saying, if you have to eat something, make it high quality. And I never understood what that meant until I'm out and I have some low quality gluten product and I'm 20 months pregnant. Like it is in, it is instantly, you know, I shouldn't have eaten that. Or also Allison, the thing that I realized is food combinations. Some things shouldn't mix with other things. Cause then your gut is like, do you want me to digest it? What do you want me to do with this? And then the inflammation comes right back. Yeah. 
No. I mean, sometimes your body can handle one food on its own, but the second one, it just ups the inflammation. And there's yes. a bit of that in the concept of low FODMAPs, which we didn't jump into you with, with you, but there is a, almost like a threshold of what the body can handle. And that can either be quantity of that food or, or number of foods that have whatever's going on. Like for you, salicylic acid is going to be a tender point. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, I remember, I'm fairly certain when we started working together, I'm just curious if you update me, there was a bunch of nuts you couldn't eat and you ate nuts a lot as part of like your healthy food, especially because you had to travel a lot for the military and it was something you could consistently just pack. It wouldn't go bad, you know, fiber, protein, fat. Were you able to reintegrate? Remind me, were you able to reintegrate any of those those nuts that you initially couldn't? So it was walnut, oh, yes. hazelnut, fly. Oh, okay. I just had almonds yesterday for the first time. Um, I have not gone back to the the peanuts at all because I can remember how I felt eating peanuts. So I've actually learned to like the nuts that I didn't like cashews before, but I can appreciate cashews now. Okay. So the the nuts that you had me introduce, um, I actually eat those now and uh, is slowly, I'm slowly implementing the, the ones that I couldn't have. Okay. Have you tried walnut at all? I have not had a walnut yet. Okay. How did almonds go? Almonds went fine. That's great. How good yesterday. That's, and that's exciting. And honestly, you're still, what, what would this be? I feel bad at math. Five months out since we last saw each other. There is healing to come as long as you stay true to what you know is good for you. And you're 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 now in a place where when you do the right things, you actually feel good, where before you could, quote unquote, do the right things and still not feel good. You're in a good place. And then the longer time you have, um, I remember for me, it took me over a year to eat apples again after I started healing my gut. That was a, just a trigger food for me. But I eat apples all the time. I mean, it's fall. I just had a bunch of apples, um, apple picking with my daughter and things like that. So there's still likelihood and hope mm-hmm. that some of these things you will get to reintegrate as you just give your your gut more time to heal. Absolutely. And that's one of our goals at Better Belly Therapies. And one of my philosophies is that, you know, some foods are going to be permanent, but a lot of foods might not have to be. Um, So really restricted diet, like low FODMAP and things like that are, are, we're we're not aiming for it. All right. I have one last question for you, Nitra. You ready? I am. I'm so curious what you're going to say to this. You're a deep thinker. I, I really appreciate that about you, but all right, here it is. If you could share one thing to encourage a woman who is listening to this podcast right now in regards to her health, what would it be? Great question, because I've probably had like five conversations like this with my girlfriends over the last two months. And my my question always is, is what you're doing working? You know, is the, the whole philosophy, you keep doing the same thing, but you're expecting different results. So if you keep doing the same thing, expecting different results, that's insanity. You're not going to get a different result. We buy clothes, shoes, homes, cars, purses. Is your health more important or less important than those tangible items? And so I kind of frame it in that perspective because I need them to think before I then go in to share why it's important, because I've recommended you to several friends who constantly call me. One friend is probably up to 60 pounds of weight in less than three months. Yeah, that's and, hard. Um, 
you know, well, I don't understand what she does. Well, neither did I until I went and had to cut strands of hair out and go get blood drawn and give specimens. But, you know, you have to trust no different than you trust that primary care physician. You have to trust when you research people that they're going to give you probably more than what you're expecting because you actually provided me more than what I was expecting. Um, and it's like lifelong. It wasn't just for the time frame that we're together because I know I actually, one of the supplements I had, I told you the powder made me bloated. And a few weeks ago, I ordered the pill and I'm like, oh, this is great. So I'm getting the same supplement, but I'm not feeling that bloated with something about the powder, the liquid, the combination. We didn't need to figure that out. We just knew it didn't work. You said a nature that has options. So letting women know that and letting anyone know your health is your wealth. You know, what is your why? Why do you want to continue to live? Why do we not want cancer? Why do we want not want disease in our system? Because that's not what we're here for. We weren't here to just instantly die for something that was preventable. And my constipation, if I didn't find Allison and find better bellies to get it in check and to at least better understand why, because what she gave me is lifelong. I keep ordering these supplements, especially when I go off track, like I've been eating too much of something wrong. Okay, let me go back to number one, start taking these pills and then I start feeling better. So, and it's also a mindset. You have to want it. You you can't just call Allison for a consult and start and you really aren't invested in doing it because you're wasting your time. You're her time and your money. So that's what I would say. All right, Anitra. Um, I love that. I mean, I had so many thoughts as you were speaking. Should we just like <laughs> preach? Preach, girlfriend. Um, I liked your point about is your health more or less important than your more or less like your tangible items and and the idea, and then also about like trusting people, right? So I, I feel particularly, I'm going to just be super vulnerable here. <laughs> I feel particularly unskilled with things related to anything house, like, like just, just nailing something into the wall. Like my husband does all the hanging of things on the wall because I just freak out. <laughs> it's, it's a real, it's a real weakness. I've actually hung some stuff in my office, in my new office that I have, and I'm so proud of myself. Right. So that's how, that's how, <laughs> that's how bad I am with home related stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, then I have to trust when I hire someone to like fix a leak in my house or fix, we've had to had, have several fixes on our home that we bought. Uh, I might, I might have several providers come and give me quotes and give me mm -hmm. an assessment of what they think is going on. And I might not pick the cheapest person because there's someone who I felt was a better communicator or answered emails faster, or um, I appreciated or felt like their assessment felt more detailed or, or more clear to me, right? But I don't know when they're done. I, I can't know before I pay them or before they've done the work. Okay, will it stop the leak or was it the right assessment or... You, you you never can know these things. Mm -hmm. So products can feel more safe because you can say, well, I know it's going to be this big and look like this and taste like that. And my friend said she liked it, um, all these different things. And that's one of the reasons we have people onto the Better Billy podcast is so people can hear these stories, mm -hmm. but you are totally right. Like there's a trust element. And a lot of times when you've been sick for a long time, your trust has been burnt to the crisp. <laughs> like mm -hmm. It's toasty. Um, so there's, there's an element also of saying, I'm going to choose to trust again. 
And I'm going to realize that maybe I'll make a mistake, but also I can't not do anything. Those are some thoughts I've been thinking about lately, at least when it comes to home improvement. (laughs) Yes, I agree. I hire someone to do it. I'm not painting a wall. I'm not hanging a picture. Just afraid I'm sleeping and it falls down or anything. But so I can I completely agree with that as well. I know my limits. Right. I I always I'm like, okay, I'll I can work on my own health, but somebody is working on my house. Yes. Awesome. Well, Anitra, thank you so much for being on the Better Belly podcast. Thank you for reconnecting even after we had a little bit of delay after my maternity leave. It's been so great to get to hear an update on your life and what's been going on in your health and just to reminisce over all the awesome things that happened over a year ago or less than a year ago in the past year. Absolutely. This has been great. Thank you. Thank you very much. Did you guys love this episode or what? I am such a nerd about constipation and it is so painful for me to see other people stuck in this cycle of not getting answers in their health. If you listen to this and you're struggling with constipation, I want to point you to a couple of our constipation episodes on the Better Belly podcast. I have them in our show notes, but if you want to look them up right now, it's going to be episode 104, episode 93, episode 90. 46 and our bonus episode, which is another client testimonial with my client, Addie. If you are wanting to find how you can be free from constipation, check out those podcast episodes and then check out our free constipation relief guide. This is a guide that has a few of the tactics that I used with Anitra and most of our constipation clients. These techniques can help you get quick, short-term relief. But if you are looking for deep, long-lasting healing from your constipation where you don't have to constantly do a million things every day just to sort of feel okay, then join the Foundations Program. The Foundations Program is my signature one-to-one program where I work with you for six months to find the root cause of all your gut health problems and throw in some hormone problems as well. If you are ready to find the root cause of what's going on in your health and stop guessing, then join the Foundations Program waitlist today by going to betterbellytherapies.com slash waitlist. The Foundations Program is only on waitlist as I only work with a few clients every month. I want to make sure that I can serve you the best that I can. So the best way for me to do that is to jump onto the Foundations Program waitlist and wait for an announcement of me seeing new clients. Go again to betterbellytherapies.com slash waitlist or click the link in the show notes. Another way that you can work with me if you're local to the Metro Detroit and Ann Arbor area is by booking a new client evaluation. I have an in-office location and I would love to see you there to get craniosacral therapy, visceral manipulation, functional lab testing, and more. Just go to betterbellytherapies.com slash bookings or click the link in the show notes to schedule now. Other ways that you could stay in this conversation is by following us on Instagram at betterbellytherapies. I love connecting with our listeners and it means so much if you drop by and said hi. And lastly, if you love this episode, subscribe so you never miss a beat. We have so much more coming down the line. And lastly, I'll end us off with our motto. Miracles are immediate, but healing takes time. Catch you guys next week.